Welcome everyone to episode 26 of the Slow Spin Society. I am your usual co-host Paul and as always I am with your other co-host Fabian. What's up Fabian? What's up Paul? Hey. <laughs> and today uh, we have a guest. Yes, our guest is one week early but it's it's that way and it's the Slow Spin Society so we don't really care. Uh, welcome Jackson. Jackson Vrasha, I'm so glad you're here. Hi guys, glad to be here. Stoked to be doing this. Yeah. So you might, uh, for the people listening to the podcast, we are also streaming this live. It's our first live show, I guess, uh, <laughs> onto Jackson's YouTube channel. So yeah, if you if you were there, then you were there. Congrats to you. If you want to hear more about, well, the Olympics, mainly because we talked a lot about that, then you should listen to the pre-show. You can access the pre-show, as always, in the extended conversation at patreon.com slash slowspinsidepodcast or by subscribing directly on Apple Podcast. but more on that later. As I was saying, it's so nice to have you here. Uh, it's been a while since, like, you know, we're, we're thinking about who we want to have on the podcast and... You were in the list from the beginning, so I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, for the people that might not know you, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure. Um, I'm Jackson, and, uh, you know, I got involved making videos about goofy bikes and doing tricks and riding around and having fun with my friends, you know, a while ago and just kind of stuck with it, I guess. And that's where, it, you know, it all started stemmed from that. I ride, you know, I do, I ride track bikes and do tricks, but mostly I ride fixed gear freestyle. And, uh, that's, yeah, I ride all types of bikes, but those are the things that I like to make videos about. Yeah. We saw, we saw the, the videos, we saw the guides, a yeah. bunch of stuff that we're going <laughs> to talk about later. Uh, you are also involved into the Fode gang. I mean, I pronounce it Fode. I don't know if it's even the good pronunciation. There's there's no real way to pronounce <laughs> it. I mean, it's a made up word. So, Foad, Fode. I say it differently. Different, you know, <laughs> at different days, depending on the day. How yeah, you depending feel. on the day. Yeah. So you're part of this gang, and these are all your friends, and I. I... I assume, right? All from the same city and everything, or how was like this crew set up? I mean, uh, it's it's never been like, uh, oh, you're you're. I think people sometimes have the idea that like, oh, you're in the gang or you're not in the gang. <laughs> it's never been that, you know. It's never really been that specific, but it definitely. I mean, it started out just organically as like a group of friends. Uh, you know, we all met in high school and just kept riding past then. And, and, you know, it's, it's definitely like, ex you know, I'm not even really sure who's in the, in the gang, but I definitely think it's like expanded beyond that. And, you know, got fixed gear is amazing. Cause you know, I'm talking to you guys here and you guys are halfway across the world. And so, you know, met a lot of awesome friends and riders from, from different places. And it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's like basically just just a very loose group of people coming and going, but they have one thing in common. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, there's definitely like the core group of guys that I see on like a a weekly basis, and you know, my my best friends that that we go and ride with. But you know, it extends beyond that as well. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And um, as like, I mean, there are like all of these other groups around. I mean. Like like you said, Foad isn't Foad Foad. <laughs> it's not really like a strict gang crew with with five people with invitation to be a member and all of that. But do you like actively look for people to kind of join you guys and on a weekly basis, like or you just you just ride together and that's it. That's just your group. Yeah, you know, it's I I don't think that you know just in terms of riding on a weekly basis the. 
there isn't a huge fixed gear scene. Um, I'd love to, to ride with more people locally because I know there are people locally that I haven't ridden with, but, um, so it's not, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a recluse sometimes, especially just being busy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's all just sort of organic. There's a name behind it, but, but you know, we all kind of ride together and whoever wants to join is always welcome. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So no, no big mission statement and plans <laughs> to rule the world or anything like that. No, no plans to rule the world yet. I mean, oh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, no official fold gang jacket when you get in. Uh, no, nothing like that. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, the one thing I wish I've been wanting to do all summer is I've been wanting to put, I've never really put on a race. I've never been like a local event guy, but, um, I would love to put on a race because I know there are people here locally that like, you know, we need an excuse to get together and in a race or like an alley cat would be an awesome reason to, but just haven't gotten around to doing it. Yeah. seems like a lot of work to do something like that. <laughs> exactly. And that's, I just like, I think about it every couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. And then I never do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Setting up a race, take, kind of like it, it's take it takes some times and a certain sense of organization oh totally yeah well and like i mean i love we used to have like you know short little sprint races here and then we've always had like alley cats i'd love to do like a, a mixed a dirt slash street mixed sort of alley cat i think would be cool yeah that would be funny yeah a track little cat or something like that yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so you're a big part of the the fixed gear content projection scene at the moment. Uh, you're releasing edits, how to videos, uh, onto learn tricks, and and so on. You even do lives show from time to time, like right now. Um, <laughs> do you wish there were more content producers around the fixed gear scene? Like we're there's not that much at the moment. Let's be honest and. I'm not talk talking about like short Instagram clips, but like full edits, like we continue to see in skateboarding or we only have seen like good fat edits into the skateboarding scene, but not really into fixed gear. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> overall, I wish there were just more, you know, I think that the, the fixed gear scene is, has, you know, there's still a lot of energy around it, um, for the people who are doing it still. Um, I would love to see not just more content, but more, more people doing it, you know, like just in general, I think that would be amazing. And, and that's not to say that there aren't, but you know, in terms of content, I've always, like you said, like there's the short Instagram content and I've always put more, more effort and, and into to longer form because the Instagram stuff, it just disappears. Like, yeah. you know, you see, I'm never going to remember that one thing that someone posted one time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I really, really want to see more edits and parts from, because there's some crazy talented people that do fix your freestyle, but the content right now is just, yeah. Like short clips here and there. And I mean, there's you, there is um, Fix Gear Berlin that is also sometimes releasing edits. But apart from that, there's not that much. Can't forget about, uh, you can't forget about Matt Reyes too. Oh he's, yeah, of course. He's the man of, of pumping out stuff. He's awesome. Yeah, true. Absolutely. I suppose like both of you, like like Paul, Paul is the one editing all of these podcasts, like behind the scenes, audio and everything. And, and you, Jackson, you do your the videos for Froad or for yourself, I suppose. And like you, you two must understand how much time and effort goes into producing something really like worth watching outside of just an Instagram clip that's six seconds long. And yeah, it's, it's a shame that many people, there are not many people doing this, but it's, it's a bunch of work to get into it and to release stuff like with a, with like a schedule and, and doing it every two weeks or three weeks or anything. So I'm not, I'm not particularly surprised, of course, that not many people are doing it, but I feel like there's not much of a payoff, 
I think for many people、mm. to to invest so much time and effort into producing these these videos that no, I mean I'm sure some people would lots of people would watch it, but in the end it's it's kind of like a I wouldn't say thankless job, but you know kind of is as well at some point. Well, and I'm sure you guys know it's you know you got to do it because you love it. Otherwise, exactly,、yeah. it's not worth it. Oh yeah. I wouldn't spend six hours of my week every single week to edit if I was not into it. No, definitely not. And it takes a it takes a special type of person, I think, to be able to to do all of this on a consistent basis, or like someone that's really passionate about the scene and everything. And most people, I think, are just happy with riding their bikes outside. Yeah. Well, and question for you guys. I mean. Do you feel like the schedule that you set up for yourself? Do you think it's help? Do you think you guys make better stuff? Do you think it is helpful? Sometimes, you know, the scheduling just kind of makes it feel breakneck. You know, um, I don't know. Like sometimes, I'm like yeah, once a week is a lot. You know,、uh, releasing two hours of audio content every week with all the Digital communication that goes with it, and the artwork, and all of that, while doing other stuff on the side, can feel like a lot. But there are so many people that send us kind messages, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like it's my Monday ritual now, and it's easier to start the week, and blah blah." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's why I'm doing it, you know." That's always what makes it, yeah, what makes it worth it. I don't know about you, Fabian. What do you think? No, I mean, I, I like it was nice when I when I still received those messages from people. Of course, that people actually really notice the hard work that goes into the podcast, and it's not just falling on deaf ears. I mean, people enjoy it, like genuinely enjoy it. But at the same time, like I'm just being like a negative Nancy a bit here. But once a week, like like Jackson said, it is a real. It's a bunch of of content to produce. Yeah. Especially for a scene that does not change that much over time, <laughs> like after. Yeah. Yeah, but I think until now we've released really good content, and we'll try to keep it going as long as possible, of course. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's kind of like a tricky situation, right? Because you take the simplest form of cycling that ever existed, and you try to make weekly content about it. <laughs> and you're like, oh wait, there's not that much stuff to talk about. <laughs> and so yeah, it's like if you follow road cycling, they're like, oh, we we added a thirteenth gear. Oh, there's a new new electronic shifting, a new like all these different things being added on. And meanwhile, we're using fixed gear, which is like the oldest bicycle in the, in the world, more or less. There's not really much innovation happening here besides like the top tier Olympic teams with their fancy alien ship, alien rocket ship bikes. <laughs> But, yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, of course, it's still nice to to be at. I mean, I, I wouldn't say the forefront, but like to be doing adding something new for everyone. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's. I mean, you, you know, I think it's something that really hasn't been tapped into and tapped into consistently. So I think it's no, awesome what you guys are doing.、Uh, yeah. But anyway, you're so you, we're doing podcast and like forward. Has a big YouTube channel, as far as I know, and I remember that you also released a bunch of really nice how-to videos on certain tricks, whether it's just like track stand or, or wheelie, up to every anything else. But one thing I always notice is that in bunch of your videos, you always have your dog. <laughs> do you ever ride with your dog, or is he just there chilling while you record? <clears throat> you know, he just chills with me while I record mostly. I mean, I wouldn't want to take him out. In the streets, you know,、oh. obviously, commuting. But no, he comes. You know, he doesn't come with me as much anymore. When I was when I first started making those tutorials, he was a he was a puppy, and I was you know, he was locked in my hip. And now, now I can leave him home for a couple hours, and it's okay. <laughs>、uh, but you know, I, I always love having him there, and he'll come out with me sometimes. You know, when we go to. Sesh, like if we're going to sesh a, a, a fixed gear freestyle spot, like at a like an elementary school, or you know, just like a nice park or something, 
I'll bring him because he he can just hang out and watch, and it's always fun. Everyone loves him, like the mascot kind of. <laughs> yeah, I never really intended that, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know why, but he always stood out to me as like the one like almost consistent thing across all the videos. He was, he was always just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> he he must know so many tricks now because you do older That's guys and tutorials in front of him. <laughs> it's true well he's like he's it's funny because he's not scared of bikes when i'm on it but like if there's a bike leaning against the wall in our house he gets really afraid of it i don't know why huh interesting <laughs> that's pretty cool stuff we saw that you guys recently changed the team bikes to a bunch of squeeds so easy mm -hmm. how do you like them so far those bikes have been awesome i mean we've it was, uh, I'm trying to think of when, when we got those, it's been a while now, but you know, I was really looking, you know, I wanted a bike. I was riding my only track bike for a long, long time was that Constantine, which was like, uh, you know, super skinny tire clearance, aluminum, you know, f fast bike and, and wanted something, you know, wanted to saw what squid was doing and i thought it was really cool and wanted you know i think that that bike is a perfect you know it's not people think of it as just a track lacrosse bike which i mean it kind of is i don't really know what track lacrosse means anymore <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know what it means but i don't know what it means in terms of like a frame besides like big tire clearance but that bike is amazing for doing like pretty much anything you know yeah it's got like, it's got good tire clearance, but it's, you can still ride it on the street. Great. Like it bar spins, which is fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it good for tricks? Because it's a pretty long bike, right? It is pretty long. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, the most nimble bike for sure, but it definitely like, you can still throw it around plenty easy. It feels great to wheelie. Um, I'm not like trying to do super crazy stuff on it it's definitely you know i keep it i keep it pretty mellow but like for just being able to like drop curbs and jump up curbs and go down stuff like it's it's awesome for that you guys you're do, you guys doing a bunch of track lacrosse in utah we've you know it's been we've done a little bit it hasn't been a ton and one of the things that i think is you know, we kind of, we've, we've filmed like track lacrosse stuff before it ever was called track lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, but the trails here are not, you know, for filming they're cool, but it's actually kind of a hard place to do just like, oh, go out on a casual track lacrosse ride because the mountains and the trails here are not very friendly for having one gear and no brakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, uh, you know, where Squid is from, you know, Sacramento. I mean, I haven't ridden there too much, but like, you know, it seems a little bit flatter and a little bit more mellow. And here it's very up and down and rocky. And, and so if you don't know where you're going or what trail you're on, it can get pretty hectic pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. I get that. I went on a on a track lacrosse ride, uh, I think like two weeks ago, and it rained a lot in Europe and in the past few few weeks, and it was so muddy. Seven hundred C wheels. Imagine them half submerged by mud. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah, it was gnarly. Well, it was a lot of fun, but I was out of my bike like. On the yeah, like not on my bike a lot of the time though, because it was it was just too muddy and I had what thirty five C tires. Oh yeah, it was not enough for that day. <laughs> well, and was it slippery mud too? Like, was it slippery when you were? Skidding? Oh yeah, super slippery. Oh, sketchy. Yeah, hmm. super sketchy, but it was fun. It was fun. Uh yeah. By the way, so. Uh, I mentioned you you were in Utah, uh, and when we were preparing the show, I would have thought you were in Canada for some reason, <laughs> maybe because of the snow in the videos and how European of me to assume that there's only snow in Canada, but whatever. 
And yeah, you told me that everybody else on the was on the coast, mainly in California. Um, how does that affect the the content you want to produce? Because I see some of the, your video you usually fly to California or where there is more fixed gear content to film. Um, you know, it always it kind of changes. I mean. I, you know, we have a good crew of a good, good crew here. Um, there's definitely more people on the coasts, like definitely in California, there's a lot of riders and definitely, um, like, you know, East coast, there's, there's more riders too. I think for me, when I'm working on like a bigger, you know, I love doing videos with my friends. Like that's, that's the most fun thing I could ever do. Like my friends here. Um, but like when I'm working on something longer, I want to try to get the whole community involved at least as much as I can physically. So I just recently went out to, to, to California and Nevada to, um, to film for a little project that I'm kind of working on and got to, got to meet up with some great people out there. It was, it was really fun. Cool. Hmm. So a little secret video project coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. It's it's still kind of it's very early on, um, but I'm excited about it. Very hush hush. <laughs> <laughs> Where is uh, Utah located? Like, forgive my ignorance, but like in between east and west, is it like more towards the the west coast or in the center? Or so it's in the center, and where if you can picture California, we're like so it takes me 12 hours to drive to the, the coast Damn, 12 hours that's a lot of hours <laughs> you can do it in one day though you can do it in one i mean it's a long yeah. day but you can do it in one day yeah and then you need a one day to ride back <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. yeah i guess i've been knowing the size of the u.s more or less i guess that's still somewhat like doable i guess right 12 hours in the car to cross a few states where's 12 how how what country would you be able to get to from 12 hours from where you guys are <laughs> i could go like man from here probably from netherlands i could go across belgium and maybe like half of france even no 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 you wow. could go you could go to spain spain yeah yeah i do north to south in eight hours oh man wow across the whole, all of france yeah <laughs> I th I wow. i've seen like someone once overlaid uh so the state of texas and over the the world map like the european map and it basically covered entire europe <laughs> just just texas alone oh yeah yeah so it, it kind of puts into perspective that driving 12 hours here compared to where you are it's, it's a massive difference in terms of what uh like what places you you cross or what places you visit or wherever yeah totally see let's see from my place to yeah, from my place to the middle of Spain is around 14, 15 hours. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, that's crazy. I didn't even think so about it. So Netherlands to Madrid almost and a little bit more than 12 hours. Yeah, it's from, from Netherlands to yeah to Madrid. So it's 16 hours and 10 minutes, it says now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So are road trips, I mean, culturally, do people take road trips like that yeah or so or like okay i mean um at least in the netherlands is a big thing to have like a camper van and then you you drive all the way to, to the south of france or something and you just sit up at the beach there or something or like go, <laughs> go to germany or to the alps or something and i mean there are always like these stereotypes across like european countries like oh those must be german tourists you can see <laughs> from, from the way they, they they wear socks with sandals and shit like that or whatever but yeah, people like to do road trips here just because it, everything is relatively still like close by compared to the U.S., of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can cover so much ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's holiday there yeah, now. Right it's now, yeah. August. Yeah, summer holidays. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I was uh, in South of France last week. And one night I go to pick up my friend at the train station. So it was around midnight, he had like a very late train. And on the highway, I have like, I don't know, like 10, 15 
really luxury SUVs passing me pretty fast. And I'm like, who are all those people? They all came from Switzerland. And like <laughs> so many luxury SUVs like pa- like blasting <laughs> past me. And I was like, why are all those people here? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone just wants to go, I mean, yeah, to the south always, like, so the Netherlands, I think you could compare the climate to, I'm I'm just going to base my, what I say next, based on, like, some things I've heard online, but, like, Seattle, I guess, or Portland, like, they're, like, always just raining, mostly raining. Yeah. And then in the south, like, Spain, Italy, south of France, always sunny, always warm. So lots of people, they always just, like, migrate to the south just for, <laughs> for summer, just just to enjoy the nice weather for a while. And sunshine and next month i'm going to italy for a week and i saw an article now that the weather is going to be like they're expecting like 38 celsius which is like i think i think like 110 fahrenheit or 115 oh and i'm like i was expecting warm weather but no, this is a bit too much uh, so i'm a bit scared now <laughs> your gelato is gonna melt fast yeah it's gonna, it's gonna eat itself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna see how it goes i'm gonna bring sunscreen of course <laughs> yeah that's hot that's really hot and no air conditioning in europe no either, no it's right? not that's not really that's a, that's the thing so i used to live in asia and, and everywhere was air conditioning so even though it's like 99.9 percent humidity everywhere was air conditioned and that was nice i i we spoke to leo rogers a few weeks ago from florida and he said there it's the same situation everyone has air conditioning in florida because it's also unbearably hot and humid but yeah in europe it's kind of People don't think it's worth it because it, you would only use it like three three weeks a year, at least in, in the Netherlands. And yeah, so for those three weeks, you just suffer and endure it. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, cycling in the Netherlands is fun. But what what is it like in in Utah? Like, what are the best and worst things for you? Do you think? Uh you know, I mean, different. It, it here in, in in Salt Lake, it's kind of a mix of you know, it's very much a car car culture. So like big big roads, cars go really fast. Um, so it's difficult to be you know, it's difficult to be a cyclist. Um, that's definitely one of the downfalls. I mean. Once you get downtown, you can, you know, the traffic slows down a little bit. You can have a little bit more fun and there's, there's bike lanes and, you know, that's, that's the part I enjoy. Um, in terms of there's like, you know, if you're, if you're willing to go out into the country, I mean, there's amazing road cycling, there's amazing mountain biking. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those places where our city is so sprawled out that it makes it a hard, it makes it a hard place to like be a commuter or something like that. Um, in that same sense though, like the kind of riding that, you know, I do with tricks, it makes it really awesome because there's just so many different places because the sprawl is so big. There's so many different spots to explore. Um, and so there's always fun new things to find and ride, which I, I really like. Do you think you've explored like most of, of Salt Lake already or, or not really yet? There's, there's always new stuff popping up. There's always, you know, little finds and it's funny because, you know, we're kind of, we're all of us fixed gear riders. Nobody really like sees us as a threat. They just think we're goofy. And so, <laughs> so people like skateboarders, you know, skateboarders and BMXers are very like, you know, when they find a new spot, they'll be very protective of not telling anybody where that spot is but they they don't see us as a threat and we're kind of friends with everybody so we can kind of be like hey where where is that and they'll 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 tell us most of the time that's awesome so you guys just like do your tricks and everyone else just just like gives you a pass they don't care (laughs) (laughs) they're just like ah there's only like two of them they're not gonna like blow the spot up you know oh man Uh, let them go it's only fixed gear riders no worries (laughs) exactly i have like this thing where i I, on google maps i just save all these different places around the world i want to eventually like visit or just see or i mean i probably won't even see most of them but like when i see read something online i'm like ah that's cool and I know that in Utah they have there's the old world's oldest forest. It's the um, 
Fish Lake National Forest. And I think, have you ever been there? Just out of curiosity, it's like a random question. I have been there. I didn't think it was the... See, the statistic I've heard about it is that it's the biggest living organism. Oh, that the one. Because it's yes. the aspen trees, I think. Yeah, the panda aspen. Yeah, but I've also heard that about... And there's a place, another place... And they consider it the largest because there's a bunch of mushrooms. So I don't know what the truth is, but it's a cool place. There's a lot of aspens and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it looks really nice in the picture. It's like all these white white trees. Have you <laughs> taken your bike there or that <laughs> online? <laughs> no, I've never 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 been biking down there. Um, Riding on the on the oldest organism in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's like one of the only things I know about Utah, to be honest. I mean that and, and the Mormon church, but I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's lots of, yeah, the, the, the church is definitely a big thing. We've got, you know, lots of parks and then we had, you know, we were talking about the Olympics. We had the Olympics here once upon a time, but it was the, the winter Olympics. Ooh. Yeah. It looks like it's, it's getting really, really cold in winter. You know, it's, it's probably, I've, I'd have to look up what the Celsius is because <laughs> I'm bad, but it's like, you know, it, it gets to be like 20 degrees Fahrenheit in the winter, like average. Wait, that's so like, it's not, it's not terrible. That's like five Celsius. I think then I think, but yeah, that's, I mean, so it never really starts freezing over. No. And I mean, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it says it's, oh, it's minus six. Negative minus six, six yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cold. <laughs> I was like, I, I read this one, um, one way to convert Fahrenheit to Celsius in your head is like, you just, you just take it as a percentage, like zero percent, zero Fahrenheit is really freezing. Hundred percent is really, really, really hot. And then you just kind of like gauge it in your head a bit. So I was like thinking, ah, oh, 20, 20 Fahrenheit, that must be like, ah, oh, pretty cold, but maybe not that cold, but it's minus six. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm bad with the conversions. I'm uh, I couldn't tell you how far a meter is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. I have not seen where Utah. So Utah is next to to the right of Nevada, and then oh, Nevada's only so there's only Nevada between you and California. Yeah, yeah. Nevada uh, is massive I'll, though. Is it? Oh, it does look massive. Like only sand, only forest, no, not forest, <laughs> <like> desert. <laughs> There's no, you drive on a, you drive on a freeway and it just goes straight the whole time. Oh, wow. What do you see there? There's nothing. There's nothing. There's, there are cool parts of Nevada for sure. Like, you know, there's some beautiful places, but when you go through the middle of the state, there's, you see nothing. <laughs> so if your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> no. Oh man, I was like kind of imagining Utah like really like almost smack in the middle of the US, but it's pretty kind of like at the East Coast, yeah. at the West Coast, sorry. Yeah, it's it's definitely close. How are the, I mean, how are the, the, the fixed gear scenes where you all are? Are they, I mean, are there people riding? Uh, do you guys have local riders that you're able to meet up with and things? In France... Uh, it's kind of a strange situation at the moment because the fixed gear scene is really old and really young at the same time. There's <laughs> a bunch of young people getting into fixed gear and we have an event every Thursday. Thursday night there's a group ride and there is honestly like around 120, 150 people showing up every every Thursday. So that's a lot of riders. And, but at the same time, you know, friends has that really, really big uh, cycling history. And there is a bunch of OG track cyclists that will only swear by look and Mavic and all that stuff and crazy, crazy 80s paint jobs. But yeah, no, the the fixed gear scene is pretty good here. I know it's also really good in Germany, uh, in the Netherlands. Fabian, you can maybe tell us more about that. <laughs> I yeah, I can only tell you what I've seen online. But yeah, I mean, I've I've ridden maybe with like two or three different people. But there there are there are quite there's a scene in in some cities where they have alley cats and races and they do like 
I've, there was these, there were these few. There's this one group that did like 600k ride, which is what like 300 400 miles in one go, which was insane. But besides that, wow. I don't really know. But I don't I don't ride with anyone else here. I, I don't. I've tried it a few times, but not re- not really my thing, unfortunately. A solo but, rider. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> solo rider, except when Paul is here, then I'm a duo rider. <laughs> sometimes it's it's nice to ride by yourself sometimes you know just clear your head and focus on what you're doing yeah and just like the, the two three times i cycled with other people i was kind of getting a bit annoyed that they were either late or they they i mean it's not not really annoyed is a strong word but and i kind of took away the freedom from being able to just do whatever you wanted on the ride and that's why I kind of enjoy going by myself. Like you pick whatever turn you want to make or how to speed or take a break now, etc. I mean, of course, going with other people has its benefits that you're with other people, but... You yeah, don't have to maybe. carry spear tubes. Just let Albert carry them for you. Yeah, and one time, <laughs> one time this guy I cycled with only once asked me for my fucking food. I, I packed my food like... <laughs> I made my own sandwiches and everything and they came in basically empty-handed. So, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe bad experiences. <laughs> Fabian, you would never want to ride with us. We're always late and we stop all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the stopping is the stopping is fine. It's just that, yeah, everything else sometimes is not it's not my thing. No, but yeah, yeah, you sometimes you just want to get out and just do your thing, yeah. like and have the like, freedom, like you said. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm, yeah, it's cool though when I see like in the US. Where, whether it's like California or you guys in Utah or New York, it always seems like there's a lively scene. But also in those places where I'm looking, like Los Angeles or San Francisco, there's just millions of people as well. So I guess it makes sense then. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, there's definitely still pretty vibrant scenes. And like, you know, when I was in, when I was just barely in San Francisco, I went out to, I don't know if you guys know about, Jake's Tark Tuesday. He does it at like the island, which is like the famous fixed gear spot in in San Francisco. Oh, with the was... fountain in the middle. Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, it look, yeah. it's not a fountain. Yeah, yeah, but and there's just a ton of people. But the thing that really is just blowing up right now is, and I still don't even know what to really call it. I just call it like the wheelie boy scene. Like the wheelie, the guys, they ride the SE bikes. Yeah. Have you seen this? There's a lot here in Paris. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a big, big scene over that. Yeah, it's like, it's, so I went to the, I don't know if you guys, you guys are familiar with like Block Boy fame. He does the Fixie Goon rides. Mm. I think so, yeah. And yeah, so he's, he's, uh, I mean... It's the called the Fixie Goon ride, but like more than you know, the majority of the kids are like the Wheelie Boys, and it's just it's fun to see the energy that they have. It's really fun. Like they just start like everybody's just so excited. It's 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 really cool. And I mean, Fixie still has that, but like I don't know, it's it's something different to to sort of see and cool cool energy. They do some crazy stuff. They just like swerve. In the middle of the road yeah. and like sometimes it's like oh wow that was a little bit too close for me <laughs> i'm just gonna go at the back of the pack but yeah no it's it's fun to see them doing some stuff totally well i was like filming this guy and he was doing some like some of those swerves and i like had to stop i like wanted to stop filming him because i like felt like it was too dangerous. Like it was too, like it was, I felt like I was condoning him doing that. And it was like, dude, you're going to get hurt. Like that's scary. Like you're going to swerve a car head coming at you. Like you're going to scare the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's wild. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen the videos as well. But I think many of them or, or some of them, they really get off on that going bit too close for people's comforts yeah uh do you have a favorite place to ride anywhere in the world the U- or in the u.s oh boy um i think my favorite uh my favorite place is actually closer to you guys 
Uh, Barcelona is my favorite place to ride for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for fixtures yeah. like heaven, right? Yeah. I mean, for fixture freestyle. Yeah, and it's just like you know, I grew up watching like skateboarding and then watching BMX, and so to be in this place where so much history is like taking place yeah. is is amazing. I feel that I, I've never went to to Barcelona with my bike, but I've seen so many edits online, you know. What what makes people gravitate to towards Barcelona for like these scenes like skateboarding and fix your freestyle? The engineers were just like the city planners were just like on acid or something, and they <laughs> built everything like a skate park. Like <laughs> literally everywhere you go, it's crazy. Like everything is either skate like you can skate it or ride it. Like they build these crazy, you know transition like ramps and like but it's just a part of the city and and so it's like one of those places where you could go and every corner you turn there's like something new to explore something new to ride it's it's insane damn yeah so then people just go it's just kind of like a mecca for for skateboarding and all these other like fix your freestyle then oh for sure like <laughs> yeah it, it has a lot of a lot of history for that it's 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 really cool ah, that's pretty cool Wow, I didn't, did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. There are some spots over there that are like, they have like legendary status. Uh, for example, I think there's a bunch of stairs in front of uh, the Natural History Museum or something. And you can see those stairs in every skateboard video in Barcelona. Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about the the it's in front of oh i forget what it's called it's called the mech or something yeah. mecca something i don't know hmm. i was really expecting you to say something like ah oh, there's this place around the corner where i used to grab like sandwiches with my friends after high school like, <laughs> <laughs> something like that <laughs> but no barcelona i mean that, yeah that's cool though need to see no it's it's yeah it's a good spot and the other place i really i used to live in santa cruz california for a little while and i loved riding mountain bikes there that was really fun mm. they have some amazing mm. amazing trails do you guys ride any other kinds of bikes or are you guys strictly strictly fixed gear uh, i do road bikes as well okay yeah i do nothing else <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got into fixed gear uh, a while ago, but before I was riding mountain bike a lot when I was really young. Uh, yeah, when I got into fixed gear, that was the only thing. And it's still the only thing I ride, I guess. That's awesome. No plans? No plans to branch out? No no plans. No no derailed plans for you, sir. Sorry. Damn. I remember, <laughs> I remember like the, those, little, those little flames of maybe a gravel bike or uh, a road bike or something, but no. No. You, I remember you got the Omnium CXC because you wanted to make like a something geared, and then it turned out into a double disc brake fix gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I was like, I was so close to converting him. <laughs> Another time. But I do like. I recently I've done like track lacrosse and long distances, and I'm like, I don't need anything else, and. I look at my girlfriend, she does sometimes long distances with me and she always end up having troubles with her derailleur or anything. It's it's a really nice bike she has and everything is set perfectly and yeah, the, the settings are good, but you always find something on a on the road bike because there's just too much things to move and gears and stuff. And I'm like, oh. Maybe I'll broke my chain, but that would be, you know, or I'll have a puncture. But yeah, fixed gear is, I'm, I'm good right now. My knees are okay. So I guess I'll just stay <laughs> with fixed gear for a while. No, there's nothing that beats the simplicity. Yeah. Do either of you ever think you want to grow out of fixed gear? Uh, I don't know. I think my riding style my might just change a lot through time um but i'm already really really chill you i mean you know how i ride and i don't ride that hard 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't say it like that, <laughs> Mr. Humble Guy. <laughs> story, story for Jackson now is that when we, when Paul and I first met, I, we, we met in Tokyo when I talked to him on Instagram and he, I brought my bike and everything. And I'm like the guy who, who, in the Netherlands, I just stick to the, to the bike paths and just go fast and like, you know, I don't do anything. <laughs> and I go, Paul shows me around and suddenly I'm riding into oncoming traffic for the first time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, maybe by other people, by compared to other riders that you see that I see on Instagram or something, then yeah, Paul is pretty relaxed. Yeah, I'm super chill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I'm going to outgrow Fig's gear. What about you, Jackson? No, I don't think, you know, Fig's gear, I think, will always be a part of what I do. Um, where I where I do see change and I've already like seen change in myself is like, you know, on the freestyle side of things, I've always pushed myself to, to do gnarlier stuff or harder stuff. Um, and I'm not like, you know, if I can't do something that's better than I've done in the past, then I'm not, I'm not very like stoked on Mm -hmm. it, but you know, you get to a certain age where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do, something bigger or I don't know if I want to do something that's getting gonna that I'm gonna like totally wreck myself on and so I think changing in that aspect I think is you know I'm still I've still done you know I think I think gnarlier stuff but I I can see myself sort of you know at a certain point I'm gonna have to tell myself okay that's 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 enough I can't throw myself down a set of stairs anymore (laughs) like I'm gonna get too hurt yeah, I get yeah, I th- that. I think that's a natural progression then of things. Yeah, yeah, and like you want to keep riding for as long as you can, so it's like you you don't want to mess yourself up too much. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's not that I don't want to get into road bike. It's just group sets are too expensive for me, man. <laughs> hey, I saw a pretty nice bike in, in when we were on the video call earlier. I think. <laughs> I think you could, uh, you know, probably as expensive as a road bike. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, next question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> by the way, so talking about like fees gear freestyle. Um, so you mainly ride like 26 inch, right? Yeah. I mean, I switch. Um, but that, you know, I probably, you know, I started off on like a, a track bike and then got really entrenched into, you know, the 26 inch bike with pegs. And then I'd say, I don't know how many years ago, but then I started getting back into sort of the traditional track bike sort of tricks and things. Um, but yeah, I, would say like long-term I've always been more, more into the, the fixed gear freestyle side of things. Because I see this with my eyes of non uh your freestyle rider. And I feel like the 26 inch scene is definitely still there. But recently the the Tark scene, as we call it. So 700C normal bikes freestyle is... Uh, people have been pushing more tricks than ever, I feel. Yeah, it's it's crazy. As a mainly trick rider yourself, what do you think about more and more going towards 700C as their first bike rather than pure fixed gear freestyle 26 inches? I think it's, I mean, you know, I think it's amazing. One, it's like amazing to see what's what's happened and how people are, are pushing it. Like in the recent years, it like, yeah, it totally had like this 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 rebirth i don't know what where it came from or what happened but like it was like people wanted to do tark again and you know definitely people doing like crazier stuff and it's interesting because it's sort of you know it's almost like it's a new set of riders that wasn't around when when like fixed gear first started to get interested in tricks and so the approach is like a little bit different um and like people aren't trying to make it you know when it first when people first started doing tricks on fixed gears it like naturally progressed more towards like a a bmx approach and people started breaking bikes and then that's sort of how 
you know, we got to the 26 inch fixed gear freestyle was just like a, a progression over time of the bikes, like geometry changing and, and people making it stronger. But it seems like, you know, it's, it's found like a nice place and it has like an identity now, which I think is, is really, really cool. I feel like back then we had a lot of like skid combos, like put over the bar and that like through the frame and a bunch of stuff like that and then like all the keos and yeah tricks like this look really like how, how would i say this like stuck to the ground right yeah but right now it's it's being more and more aerial yeah i feel like people with normal things here are trying to jump stairs are trying to uh, bar spin is really back into the game right now all that stuff yeah totally well and it's like it's so interesting to see what people what people reinvent and bring back it's funny though because skids i you know if any if anybody out there is listening like bring back the skids because the skids oh, yeah. people don't do besides skid 180s nobody does the crazy skid combos anymore those like those are lost in history but I don't know why nobody does those anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you're out there and you know what a suicide skid is, send me a video. <laughs> <laughs> because that was epic. That was is that something. where you put your nuts in the stem? Uh, yeah, but you... So you start without your hands and you do your skid without your hands on your yeah nuts uh, <laughs> against the stem. But like... At no time you touch the bars. So you went from a sitting position to a completely weight in the front position with all your hands. <laughs> oh man, okay, now I see where the name is coming from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you done it? No, that man, that's scary. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. I'm good. My nuts can live a little bit longer. I don't think I've ever done that one either. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So like on the FOAD YouTube channel, there's a bunch of, so I think you guys have like 40,000 subscribers now or 50,000 subscribers and you have a bunch of how-to videos and how to do all these tricks, like I mentioned earlier, but you also do edits, right? Mm -hmm. Is there anything coming you think, or I mean, not you think, but is there anything you can release or, or give a sneak peek of or say? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, well, I, I've got a couple things in the works, um, and I'm actually going to be doing, you know, after I did the good times are killing me, I never wanted to like do another full length again, because I just, I knew at that time when I, when I did that video, I basically like, I was lucky enough that I was able to, I like kind of did freelance work a little bit but I like moved in with my parents and luckily like I was my parents had room for me and I didn't really like have to spend too much time like I only focused on that and I knew that I would never be able to give it something that much focus yeah. again but um you know I started compiling all of this footage we had you know I had Matt Spencer come out he came out and stayed here for I think two months and we just started getting all of this footage and I'm like, well, what do I do with all of this? <laughs> and so I've been, uh, I decided that I'm going to, yeah, make something, it's going to be different. It's going to, it's not going to be like a full, full length project, but it's going to be something I want to make it different than, than things that have been done in the past. And, um, I'm really excited about it. That's kind of why I went out to California and tried to, to meet up with as many people as I could. And, yeah, I think there's hopefully some exciting stuff on the, the horizon and we'll see, we'll see when I can be happy with it being finished and, and done and everything. It's always the struggle. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, look at those three terabytes of footage. What do I do with this? <laughs> exactly. It's daunting. <laughs> it can be daunting for sure. Well, and I'm sure you, you guys can relate to this. Like I'm definitely like very much a perfectionist and i'm sure you guys are too like i was surprised with paul when you told me you're like yeah i edit out some of the ums like i was very surprised because that's that's a lot of work over an hour and a half yeah that's half an hour half an hour worth of just ums and us and everything else that's a lot that's a lot of like quarter of a second half a second a lot of that 
So yeah, in the end, it's stack up, you know? Yeah. All right. What is your current favorite bike trend? And what's the one you hate with passion? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> what is my favorite? Oh, Don't man. Say horns. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say bullhorns, but are bullhorns trending right now? No, I, oh, I hope they never will. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I, you know, I really do. I, there was something to be said though about pursuit bars. I had, I haven't had pursuit bars in like probably six years, but you know, they they were pretty nice for a minute. You know, <laughs> for a really I don't know short if you've minute. Ever had them, but uh, I guess. I guess, you know, what's, see, I'm, I'm really bad at like staying current with, with like everything that's happening. Um, I guess one of the trends, this is a hard question. You stumped me. <laughs> <laughs> to get, to give you a rough idea. Um, when we had Rob Kernsey on the show, it was like, oh yeah, I'm glad that more people are getting into freestyle right now. Though. I hate square taper bottom bracket with a passion, he said. So that was his answer. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I love that we started embracing wide bars. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, that's it's been a couple of years now since people riding road like wide bars. But I think that that like definitely makes a big difference. And the, but on the same sense, I think sometimes people go too wide with their bars. <laughs> you, you, you sweating, Paul? A little bit. Okay, how wide is too wide? Well, I mean, it depends on what you want to do, right? Like, I always like doing bar spins. So, like, if you have bars that are way too wide, it like uh -huh. makes it uh, impossible to do those things. Um, but <sighs> I'm glad, yeah, square taper sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could never have square tapers again. Although, like, what cranks do you get now? Like, what track cranks do you get now? It's it's kind of a omniums are dead. In a tough spot. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, you could get like a a Sugino seventy five direct drive. That would work. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a bunch of money. Well, and uh, yeah, I guess if I had to pick. I think we should, I think we should make a new trend. We should, we should make, let's, I want someone to try to make fat bike a fixed. I, I personally what? want to make Ooh. a fixed gear fat bike. That's really cool. One day. We'll see. I'm, I think people have done that. Fixed gear fat bike. That's okay. That's interesting. I don't know anything about fat bikes, <laughs> like none. Neither do I really, but it just sounds like a weird idea. <laughs> and the fixed gears are weird, so like, let's let's try more weird things. Yeah, true. I remember from an earlier episode we talked about like weird. I think weird. I don't, I don't really remember what the topic was, but we talked about a surly the surly dingle cog. What? It's like a, it's like a from surly used to make these cogs that were. It's basically one 19 tooth cog and a 17 tooth cog next to each other. And you could, on, on one side of the hub, so you could stop, move the chain onto the other cog, and then you would have a different ratio. So you, you could. Wow. <laughs> I was just thinking it'd be really cool if you could have like some way to do that on the go if someone found like an electronic shifter or something <laughs> to do from one fixed gear ratio to another fixed gear ratio. Like a road bike it's shifting, not even... but for a fixed gear. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like thinking like really crazy shit, but I think I don't think it's possible even. But I was I was looking at the the um, the surly cog a few weeks ago. I can't find it anywhere, and it made me think. It's like it's basically a cassette, but fixed gear. That's a cool idea. So you basically want to put a derailleur in a fixed gear, right? Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. like a derailleur for two years. You don't do that. That would that would just send us back to Stone Age, basically. That would bring us to like twenty fifty nine, back to back to the future. <laughs> oh, I thought of one other trend, and it's not even really a trend. I got, I but I just want to say it is fixed gear riders. We need to. I know we love our purest 
things, but we need to wear helmets. I'm a proponent of helmet, and I want to just put that out there for anybody listening because you got to keep your brain. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I rode for a long time without a helmet, so I, I know the feeling of why you don't want to, but. Helmets are cool. They are cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially like when I got my helmet, it was like, you, you better buy one that looks cool, and then you're more likely to wear it. If you buy like a dorky helmet, and you know, you'll, you'll find excuses not to wear it all the time. I don't think there's much of a downside to not wearing to to wearing a helmet. Maybe some frizzy hair. You get that from the wind, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's no real. I mean, no real reason. I guess. But you can't have a helmet and a mash cap at the same time. Where where is the figure rider aesthetic then? You know they have they have mash cycling caps as well. You can do like the oh well flip them up. Oh well, I stand defeated then. <laughs> Just don't wear the cycling cap without a helmet. That's I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fashion yeah. no no. Yeah, I guess as a as a fixed gear media, I should push people to yeah wear a helmet. Uh, I mean. There's no way it's not worth it, right? It will always be beneficial for you. And even if you think you're in control, the person behind you or in front of you might not be. So even if it's not your fault, sometimes you might end up uh, onto the asphalt and you want a helmet for that. Well, and it's always, you know, it's a personal choice. Like I film people all the time with who don't wear helmets and it's not my, I'm never going to tell them like, Oh, you got to, <laughs> you know, it's a personal choice, of course. Right. But I just, you know, for me personally, I think they're cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought I should spend like a year or two in Australia when helmet are mandatory, you know, so I would have that reflex to always, when I go out, I take my helmet because I don't want to get a fine or anything. Well, if they say you that have to be- put brakes on your bike. I would not go to Australia. <laughs> well, 80, 80 proof, and then there's a bunch of guys out there that they they don't ride. Oh with yeah, break, so <laughs> just going down the rabbit hole. No, I mean even in Japan, you don't. I mean, you need to have regs, but yeah, you just go around that, I guess. But yeah, helmet helmet is not the story. I feel. Yeah. Okay, so new trend helmet. Yeah, there you go. New trend. Let's make let's it happen. It out. Slow spin society helmets. Yeah. On sale next year. <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe two or three years. Okay. <laughs> but if like a, a helmet brand wanna wanna collab, uh, please slide into my DMs. And I will yeah. happily. Only Jiro <laughs> and Cask can apply. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm so kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess this is pretty much it for today. Um, Jackson, thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. One last, last question. Uh, who would you like to see next onto, onto the podcast? Oh, um, well, I mean, I would love to, you know, hear from like some of the OG, like if you could get some of the OG mash guys or like people who are like really in the beginning of, of fixed gear. And like, I would love to hear about some of the history and like what that's like, because we've never really had that documented. Um, yeah. And also, you know, when we, when you first were talking to me about this, uh, we, we were sort of talking about, you know, maybe we talk about the history of, of like fixed gear and fixed gear freestyle. And like, I was around, but I don't have the best memory. Um, but I think you should definitely have Jay Ball, uh, Jonathan Ball on your podcast because he is an encyclopedia of the history, at least of fixed gear freestyle. He's he he knows it all. So you guys should definitely do an interview with him at some point because he's 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 yeah, like I said, an, an encyclopedia. Okay, that's noted. Uh, Jay Ball, you heard that? <laughs> uh, I'll send you. I'll send you a message. <laughs> Uh, well, everything we discussed today will be in the show notes on the blog, slowspinsociety.com. You'll also find the suggestion box there where you can tell us what we should talk about in the podcast. You can find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes or with our Instagram at slowspinsociety. 
uh, Jackson, what is maybe your Instagram and the photo Instagram? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Jackson Radshaw on Instagram or the Foad Gang YouTube or Instagram or TikTok. Even TikTok. Even even TikTok. <laughs> All right. Uh, sharing the podcast with your friends is the easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. If you get value out of the show, why not considering putting value back in, either by supporting us on Apple Podcasts with their new subscription program, or by visiting patreon.com slash podcast to join the community where pledging at any level will grant you access to the pre and after show, which is around 40 minutes of extra content per week. We are now at 26 Patreons, and I want to thank you all because we just reached our goal meaning that the podcast is now self self-sustained uh, am i am saying that right self-sufficient self-sufficient yeah i don't have to put any more money in this that what that means <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither i or neither fabian so thank you all for your support i mean it means a lot uh the music for the show is love lives Windler by amaria and the illustration is by at jillie on instagram and yeah, that, that will be it for this week. That was live, so that was a new thing for us. <laughs> yeah. Hello everyone listening. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, if you if you're still listening, thank you so much. Yeah, we've got a couple people here. I'm gonna close it out and should we do the, the after show? Yeah, absolutely. Alright. Alright, guys. We'll see you next Monday. Bye bye. Thanks everybody for bye. tuning in. Check these guys out and, and you can listen to the pre and after show. Bye.